This is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Album 12, track 5. I love New York. this song yeah we've this talked about this a, a lot this is a reason to do this show man this yeah con- this song baby yeah well i i think this song i always it looms large on this album and in my mind like and it never fails to excite me when i hear it you oh, know what totally. i mean like, oh my god it totally. has such a it captures the en- energy so amazing well and I, I, there's a gallop to at the beginning of the song it like when that galloping din and kicks in yeah, at the beginning yeah. of the song it's just kind of like okay yeah like we're and she feels like she's starting to stretch out a little bit and she's like okay i've kept i've kept the the singles are out of the way. Let's 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 have some fun. <laughs> let's have some fun. Right. Well, this goes back to like making a case for like future lovers is the real beginning of the album, yeah. and then this is sort of like all right, <clears throat> and uh, let's go. And then it's the first song where we hear guitar. Correct. Correct. Which also is such a joy to hear. Yeah. That sort of nice, insistent sort of just twang you know and she and she really means she really meant it when she was like i'm gonna play guitar like like we're kind of getting to this place now where like all of the records are gonna have guitar that she's gonna play well she's not playing them in the studio no 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 but she's gonna play it on she's gonna she's gonna do this song live like this song is meant to be played live yes this is a live song baby yes well new york is live new york is always live did you always want to live in new york Um, like as a kid not as a kid, as a late teenager, it became clear to me that I had to go to New York. Yeah. But it was really, you know, um, I didn't really think about where I was going to go until um, I was in high school. Yeah. And I went to this summer program in Oberlin, Ohio. Oh, my God. I've never talked to you about this. What? I went to Oberlin College and did a summer theater no. program. 
for six weeks. Oh my God, I nude modeled at Oberlin my first freshman year of, high, of, of college. <laughs> you I did? did, yes. Oberlin is like the mecca of liberal arts. Oh yeah, like, totally. You know, totally. the Indigo Girls used to play there in concert because it was Oberlin. Secure yourself oh to my, heaven. Oh my gosh. Hold on tight, the night is <laughs> okay. um, Yeah, so I went there when I was 16. I met a, I did a theater program there. Yeah, and no the theater, kidding. The theater program <laughs> was based in like the um, experimental theater wing, like yeah, the guys yeah. who were running it. So in experimental theater and the, learning from them about like an approach to physical theater totally changed my creative life and I was like I have to go study this method and then I was then like you had like a north star I knew I needed to go to NYU Got and it. go to this program how did you find that program like girl I don't I'm thinking that's a, such a good question I have no idea I know it was before I went to performing arts high school so I may have not even been 16 maybe I was 15 and I was I was such an outcast like before yeah. I went to performing arts school like yeah. Yeah. I had really no like I had a group of girlfriends who were like you gotta get out of here babe <laughs> no well they knew i was different you yeah know? yeah they course. were like a bunch of bitches like they were just tough bitches and they were like um yeah really funny but you know not creative you know no, no, but no, just no. really funny bitches yeah. and like i was like i need to go do something and i think my parents were like yeah go do this thing go do this thing um that's great though because like i was such an oberlin groupie in high school and stuff and like before i mean i'm so glad that there weren't chat rooms and things like that because i would have been on the oberlin queer chat room driving to oberlin <laughs> every weekend trying to find somebody to stay within their door <laughs> because anytime i could go to oberlin i went because oh, yeah. it was like so cool and so liberal i mean it was the first time i'd ever heard of women's studies programs i mean like i i met this girl named gwen who was a women's studies minor i was like you can oh. study women's studies it was oh very God. provocative yeah well i was obviously there during the school year so i didn't get all of that yeah. vibe. but we did live in the dorms there wow and we would go into town i remember i i met these this group of friends who were all like from like Massachusetts yeah, like places I'd never heard that's from tracks. you know like <laughs> Lowell Massachusetts <laughs> and, and they kind of working class people yeah, yeah and they were you? like into like um Jean loves Jezebel yeah. oh, <laughs> oh my god but I remember that I went to the record store there and I got um Salt and Pepper yeah. um the first album okay um and I was like obsessed, you know, like that um, record store was the hub of that town. Oh yeah, it was like yeah. and and they would, um, they they I, you probably saw them. They would post photos of of star like artists like Liz Fair and like all these cool Billy Corgan would come in when mm. they were passing through town. And some of these bands, particularly in the like late eighties, early nineties, these alt guys would be like. Oh my God! We have to like detour through around Cleveland so we can go to Oberlin, and oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that seems like it would be like yeah, a totally like. Um, oh my gosh, I, that blows me away. Yeah. So this this okay. I'm just thinking this through. So I must have been 15 because Hot, Cool, and Vicious, which is the Salt and Pepper album, yeah. came out in 1986, and that was the album that I listened to and over push and over it on again. It. Yes, it did, but not the version that ultimately became a hit. Like they redid the album once the song came yeah, out, and yeah. they redid it. But like, yes, it had it had some really great stuff on it. Now, I'll take your man. That was a great one. Tramp. Have you ever heard Tramp? Oh yeah, Tramp. I love Tramp. What'd you What'd you call me? <laughs> Tramp. <laughs> Tramp. 
attention you must pay. So listen close to what I say. Don't take this as a simple rhyme. Cause this type of thing happens all the time. Now, what would you do if a stranger said, would you diss them or would you reply? If you answer, there is a chance that you become a victim of circumstance. Am I right, fellas? Tell the truth. Or else I'ma have to show and prove you are what you are. I am what I am. It just so happens that most men are. That should be our theme song for the season. Tramp. Tramp. What'd you what'd you call me? Tramp. So but that was the summer where I was like my eyes I love the are set idea of you taking Tramp back to Miami and to saying to your bitchy girlfriends, "Girls, I found our song." <laughs> they'd be like, they'd be like, "What?" Yes, Marcy Zakaria. Marcy Zakaria. We love you, Marcy and, and Angie Crow. Oh my gosh, love oh, you, girls. Oh, you God. saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> so I love New York. But wait, when, when did you decide to come oh, to New York? Well, I watched the 1984 Tony Awards on tele- <laughs> on television, and I saw Liza Minnelli and Cheetah Rivera sing uh, the song "The Apple Doesn't Fall" from uh-huh. uh, the Rink. Or, the no, Apple Doesn't Fall. Very far from the. Tr- I think it was either that or they sang "Wallflower," which oh. was the dance number in Act Two. And of course, this season, the Rink. Candor and Ebb are telling us the story of two women, one who wants to move on with her life and her long-estranged daughter who wants to come back home. But home is an old roller skating rink now long out of business. At this moment, they relive the excitement of the daughter's first prom. Never be a wallflower sitting in the chair up against the wall waiting for some boy to say, how about a dad? Never take a chance on it. Never even once. Mustn't be a dunce waiting for the look. And hey, how about a twirl? Not my little girl. You got to stay, baby, tall and proud. Get noticed by the crowd. Shake, baby, make a fuss. And you can be a whiz the way your mama was. And I saw those two perform that those numbers, and uh, I was like, "Well, I guess I'm going to New York City, where all those people are." I was eight, and so right <laughs> from there on, I was saving money. Oh my gosh! And shekels and all my little things. Shekels, like little, you know, all my little things. And I, I got a job as soon as I could get a job, and I would save every out every cent I earned. I'm just imagining the scene like it's like this. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Creaking door opens. Little Mark, nine-year-old Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Snyder. <laughs> I'm gonna plan. I'm planning to go to New York. I'm eight. I'm going when I'm eighteen. I need money. I made these pillows myself. <laughs> I knitted this. Will you buy it for forty-two dollars? Number one. Have I you listened ne- to Liza Minnelli? <laughs> She's amazing. Do you have any Liza Minnelli albums? <laughs> have you been to New York? <laughs> Do you know anybody who could set me up with a job? Oh my gosh! No, I was. Uh, I was like. I, I was very precocious about it. I could not wait to get here. Uh, um, but I waited till I was twenty-two. I wasn't eighteen. Oh. I, I graduated college. Right. And right. Off I went. Right. I um, came here for college. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel uh, we we should apologize right this is going to be a very new york centric conversation because it's all about new york we live in new york where you know the songs about new york and why do you think she picked this 
that 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 like let's talk about New York and its role in Madonna's like I love well, New York. I mean, I think it's so part of the Madonna lore. She came to New York. She she had to. She didn't know wanted to be a big star. She wanted to be a big star. I had four dollars <laughs> in my take me to the center of everything. I went to New York. I wanted to be a big star. <laughs> I wanted to be rich and famous. I wanted everybody to love me. And I worked really hard. My dream came okay, true. Okay, we're skipping parts, but okay, that's fine. We're, we're jumping. Um, we're cutting that. That was dumb. <laughs> we're not cutting it, Mark. <laughs> Um, no, why, but, but yeah. why New York? I mean, look, I think the New York that Madonna came to in 78, yeah. was like the New York that still looms large as the myth of New York that mm-hmm. everybody says that's what New York was is pre AIDS. Yeah. It was pre, you know, commercialization pre, you know, Times Square was time was nasty Times Square. Yeah, there was yeah. no Disney. There were no Disney shows on Broadway. There, um, there was a middle class that could live in New York. There was a middle, yeah. Artists yeah. could survive in New York yeah. and make. It was shit. dangerous too. And it was the, very and I, dangerous. And I think, uh, and you know, I, I was walking around Times Square yesterday by chance, and I was just like, God, this city is so not for the 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 weirdos anymore it's for rich people and for people who want to come here and spend money to keep the rich people it's it's like shocking to me like right and and there are pockets i think of weirdness happening in the city and like way out brooklyn way out queens dime square yeah but even that i think is like a a hipster it's It's not it's not a um you know, my friend Christine and I are talking about this because we're working on another project. And she was like, we both went to the Experimental Theater Wing and she was like, you know, we were sold this bill of goods that like you come to New York, you can get a loft yeah. and just make art. Yeah. And a lot of our professors that we studied with did indeed live those lives. Yeah. Like they have these lofts, giant loft spaces in Soho because yeah, yeah, yeah. they were only $42 yeah. a month, you know. And no, no I, I, I met a woman who was like a fact checker at a, at a magazine and like did freelance writing on the side and she could afford she had a loft yeah. with her partner who was also a writer and the, I mean it was not fabulous I mean they didn't have like Hermes furniture or anything fabulous but they had the space yeah and that was like the thing that yeah and it's like it, you know I, I don't know like I feel like that there's also I think Madonna is also trying to uh, recapture that energy in the song of that time in her like it's like a safe mental place she can go back to when she was alive and hungry and yes and wants it in well yeah and I think in this album and in this time it's an interesting it's it's an interesting narrative that's starting to rear its head in Madonna land of like a um uh I like the energy of New York. I love the energy of New York. I miss New York. I like in relation to the things that are in my life now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, oh, I love having a family. I love that I'm doing all these things, but I'm kind of bored. Kind of bored. And, 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 you know, it's, I mean the song, so we should, you know, talk about where the song kind of came from. She kind of wrote it on the road during the reinvention tour with Stuart Price. Yeah. And there's a demo version that's like, that is on, on the end of the reinvention tour DVD CD set. And it's in the, it's on, I'm going to tell you a secret, which we talked about last season. And that's like a punky, like. Yeah. Little ditty. Yeah.
I feel like they wrote it in a, they recorded it in the hotel bathroom at one of the stops on the tour in and New York. In New York, probably, probably. But uh, there's also that idea of like she's 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 traveling around the world again and she's making little observations throughout at every city that she's going to to kind of compare and contrast the cities too. You think so? I think she just came to New York, was like, oh my God, this energy is so great. I miss they it They wrote so this much. song during the sound check or whatever, you yeah. know, and, and that it just, yeah, and that it just sort of was like an impulsive thing. And that, but I think in the original version, what I think is really interesting. Oh yes, we should talk about that lyric. Mm-hmm. I don't love you, but, but I, I love, love New, New York. York. What does that mean, Kenny Finkel? What do you think it means? Well, you know, I feel like the cracks are already here. <laughs> the cracks are all poor. I think poor, that poor London, poor London. It's not just. It's not London. Yeah. It's guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think she. I think she said it, and then she's like, "Oh, this isn't a song that's about anything." But like, there's a lot. I as listening to this album and especially in like the next few tracks. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even if we go back to Sorry and Hung Up, um, there's a lot of like I can make it on my own and frustration. I don't need of, you. Yeah, frustration. I can and, be and here. Patience, I can patience. do this by myself. Yeah. I can make it on my. You know, and jump when we get to it. It's like she says, I can make it alone. Yeah, like yeah, a million yeah. times. Well, um, and I, I, but I do love also that she kind of buries the London dig in the song. Yeah, Paris and London, baby, you can keep. Right. As opposed to like you know. Texas in the Gulf or you know LA yeah, is for yeah, pussies yeah. who sleep it's like you know yeah because she knows well she's still there and she sort of pulled her punches and then you know when she does the live shows and she always has to explain she, in the and promos. tweaks it and tweaks it <laughs> but hey um I think that the demo is really great and I also love have you heard the demo and I I think it's actually a real demo of the song, like when it's in between the rock and roll demo and when it becomes the song that's on the album. I think, yeah. I where have. it uses like, it still uses the, uh, I, I love New York. York. And it doesn't have the other cities. Yeah, always. yeah, yeah. And it's so pretty. Yeah. At the end, it's sort of like she's harmonizing with herself on all these different tracks. It's so gorgeous. In fact, I, I kind of like it better than the, the version that's on the album.
I, I I like it a lot. I don't think it would have uh, played the stadiums the same way that the right. version we get well, on the album. Because again, like the other thing about Confessions, and this is the first song where I'm like, oh yeah, right. She has to do this. She's gonna. She's recording this album because she's gonna tour it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is this is one of those stadium screamers. Yeah. I think this goes back to the same thing we were saying before about one producer for the album. Yeah. A producer who was the is the musical director and they know it's going to play live in a way like they're building songs for performance like yeah, you're saying yeah. which is something that only somebody who's been on the road with her can do, no, and, do knows, you know what I mean? and knows not to kind of go out of a certain level of of uh, comfort level with her too vocally yeah and, yeah and you know there are things that and I love the breakdown in that song near the end oh yeah when it like thrashes and you can tell like oh we're gonna jam this out when we get out on the road with it totally which they do yeah but the song really like is like it i you said this to me like there's something about this and i was saying it back to you too like there's something about this song that really does capture for me the energy of new york like it's electric well and and it's about the streets it, yeah. it you feel like you're on the street strutting down the street and yes. i would listen to this song on my, my maybe i was even an ipod back in the day i think it was an ipod my first ipod i loaded of course this this album up with and i would like strut down the street with it in my pocket and be like i'm a friggin badass because i have i love new york on it yeah and it, it was a badass song it's yeah and i think i think it also i mean it it it, it there's a there is a, a sense of she be I belong here that I think really um yeah attaches itself to all of us who like love this song is like and live in New York yeah it's like oh we're getting an anthem that really is about like we go to other places or we've lived in other places and they're not quite it or they're this or they're that or right. they're, everyone goes to bed too early or this or that and then but right. New York that's yeah. exactly what I need it fits totally. exactly right yeah and I she, love that yeah totally she always talks about oh I come to New York I feel like I've been plugged in yeah and that's what it feels like it feels it is exactly that and it is like a little punk you know in yeah. a way right it has that that kind of punk energy like when you say the streets i think well the streets of downtown yeah. the streets where like people are just roaming the streets and partying and you know making shit and like laughing and drinking too much or and not, you know, and dancing. not paying attention to you so you have to navigate all of them as you right. go you can't just walk down a street you have to kind of negotiate everybody else along the way and yeah. I love, and you're impacted by everything and i love that kind of like we're all in it together and we're all being impacted by it and it's and it um it just it's very it's also conf confrontational in this way i remember when john norris from mtv he he like name drops the stooges and he can hear you know iggy pop on it and and there and there's there's some kind of glam rock sounds to it too as well and i kind of love that that's all in there too it, it it's almost like madonna took what she was listening to when she moved here to kind of give herself some power and distilled it into this song that she could write 20 yeah five years later which yeah I yeah i agree there's the it's a different part of her voice that we haven't heard in the album yet too so we've heard like pop star madonna we've heard you know dance subdued dance club we've yeah. heard bitter madonna we've heard madonna as goddess and now we hear like madonna yeah like you know madonna 1985 with Street talking urchin. to debbie yeah Street urchin. um and 
I think like lyrically it's people in a lot of the reviews of this album people knocked the lyrics right the dork part specifically yeah. right yeah um however i think over time even when it came out i was like yeah it's not like sing lottie dottie to me do you know what i mean which is like which is <laughs> well, like, i was gonna do a singy wingy wingy on like a bird on a wingy 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 sure but i that i love you know yeah but like, well, i love sing lottie dottie okay so then <laughs> there then, we go then we're we're even bitch um, <laughs> but dork is like it's a little cringy but also like i think the lyrics were written in such a way that you can just instantly sing along with it it's so catchy and simple you know like a child rhyme like well and 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 madonna's madonna's you know she has a history this song to me is the most like a true blue jimmy jimmy like i think of jimmy jimmy my daddy says you just need a good licking like those kind of lyrics where it's like why don't you go get me some chicken (laughs) why don't you go get me some chicken do you like kentucky fried Fried chicken chicken. jimmy jimmy oh Oh, jimmy jimmy Jimmy. make sure you get some barbecue sauce sauce. jimmy jimmy oh jimmy jimmy I like it also when it's hot. Oh, that, that's a Madonna That's Madonna rhyme. rhyme. That's Madonna rhyme, <laughs> sauce and why, hot. Oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why, do chickens take so long to cook? Right. Jimmy, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. So, but, so she has this kind of history with these. It's, you know, it's not this outlier. No, 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 no. It's totally in the madonna it's it's canon yes in the madonna canon of like silly lyrics (laughs) um but also it is a very madonna too in that she's like um there's a very long history of songs about new york yeah like and um like when i was doing research for this episode um, I went to Wikipedia, just like songs about New York. Yeah, there's a uh, hundred and six pages of oh, songs of about New York. Of course, there are. Um, how, I wonder how many there are about Kansas City besides Kansas City. That song. Yeah, I always think of that. Kansas City is like one of my favorite songs. You know, Kansas City, here I come. I got some crazy little women there. That's my favorite song about a city. Isn't everything up to date in Kansas City? No, what's the song from uh, Oklahoma? Oh, yeah, that's also about Kansas City. <laughs> there are two. Oh, my gosh. There's probably a Kansas City. Oh, my gosh. I've never Kansas been to City Kansas song. City, so I'm obsessed with songs about it. But the song, I mean, the, uh, it's it's like the greatest They're topic. about as far as they can go. Oh, my um, gosh. Um, so uh, <laughs> it is the greatest topic. Kenny Finkel is curly. In- <laughs> um, I told you I was curly. No, I know, I know. When I, I was know, seven. I know. I wish I had that bootleg. Um, yeah, no, and I mean, you know, we have to. Uh, and it's funny that Same. we're starting you like, like Liza Minnelli because Liza Minnelli always to me is intrinsic with with, yes. with New York. Yes. And um, I remember she did. She just released um, the live at, um, in New York, nineteen seventy nine, which was her run at the Winter Garden Theater, and she oh. did a whole medley of songs about New York City. Really? Yes. That ended obviously with New York, New York. Right. And um, right. Would you say New York, New York is the like the most I don't know, iconic New York song? I think that New York, New York is probably the one that people would, uh, if they said sing a song about New York, 
they would sing New York, New York. I do. I yeah. think it's the most associated with it. Sinatra's version, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, but Liza's is always my, yeah, you know, she's been too. doing it. Because she has that same kind. And, you know, Liza Minnelli is so um, powerful when she sings it. And the stakes are always so high when she does anything on stage. feels like a spiritual sister to Madonna's for mm. Madonna's song because mm. the same kind of like grit and hustle and I'm gonna ta- I'm gonna fucking take this city by the throat and Liza feels like she's gonna do that when she sings New York New York oh, in a that. way that Sinatra's always like he's like until I need to f- I'm gonna yeah. finish this cigarette and then we'll yeah. talk some more well, it always seems like he's smoking a cigarette and drinking uh, a glass of you know whiskey yeah. and, and singing the song during the pandemic at seven o'clock. Yes. Um, my neighbor down below who has like a massive, like three apartment and a big deck that we look down on. And he has um, three sons of who are like 18 to 20 and are all sexy and used to work out during the pandemic with their shirts off. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so wrong that I'm like looking at these. And I think one of them was pre 18. And I was like, I can't look out the window because it's like, I'm so we were so trapped in our apartment. Yeah. Anyway, every day at seven, <laughs> For like oh six months, you know, when we do the seven o'clock, everybody came out and cheered. And cheered, yeah. They would fucking play New York, New York, the the live version of Frank Sinatra doing it. Yeah, yeah. Like at like at a hundred decibels, like so loud that everybody in like New York City could hear it. And not ironically. No, no, no. Like no, very no, gen- no. genuinely. Like it was like a like a moment of emotion for them. For yeah. me, it was like, when will this song be over? Because it's like <laughs> it's so long. Um, it goes on forever. Yeah. But I also just want to point out because you can see you see the white building that like is right in front of yeah. us. The penthouse, all three of those floors. Yeah. Was Frank Sinatra's house. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a very New York thing. That is such a New York thing. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's chilling. See, those are the moments. This is why you live in New York. That's right. Are these things. Totally. These are the things. Totally. Are you like, who lives in my building or who do I see on the street? Oh, my. Well, no. I I had an assignation with a young gentleman who was renting it. He was was staying at a friend of his family's uh, apartment and it it was in Turtle Bay and it overlooked those gardens where Catherine Hepburn and Stephen Sondheim had their townhouses. And um, and I remember being like, I looked out the window. I'm like, wait a second, you're in the gardens. And then we went down into the gardens. So I got to go and be in the gardens. Those and so you're so you're in close proximity all the time to history here. Yes, and I love that. Or you're in the mi- middle of history. Middle of history. Yeah. You do you think know. they knew, do they kn- do you think your neighbors I think they knew? Did, yeah. And so they were evoking Frank's spirit so. to kind of protect them. I think so. And guard over us. Yeah. That was a time. That was I was so proud to be a New Yorker during those yeah. months of the pandemic shutdown. When we were all kind of together doing it. Um, as the kind of New Yorker I am, I hated that. <laughs> <laughs> and another New York moment. Because <laughs> that is also very New York is like to be a contrarian and be like, oh, this is bullshit. Yeah. But that's sort of more me. You it's, know? it's never going to be the way it was. Curmudgeon. It I'm was total never cur- going to be the way it was. I'm you looking, missed it all. Totally. I love when people scream that. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Get out of my way. Just what we need. Another subway line. Yeah. <laughs> Sidewalks aren't for standing. <laughs> Get out of the way. Either mover. Um, what's your favorite? So, so uh, New York, New York is probably yeah. my favorite. Yeah. What is your my favorite favorite current favorite New York song? Well, um, okay. First, my current favorite is um, uh, Saint Vincent's yeah. song, New York. Yeah. New York is in New York without you, love So far in a few blocks to be so low And if I call you from First Avenue We're the only motherfucker in the city who can handle me New love wasn't true Back to you, love So much for a home run With some blue bloods If I last drawn you On 8th Avenue We're the only motherfucker In the city who can stand me just so beautiful and i love her and she's like i wouldn't consider her a new yorker though you know she has a new york energy but she's not a new yorker to me no and she she spent some time i think she made a record here she Uh recorded one one of her albums and spent a lot of time here and sometimes i think that that's the best kind of person to write songs about new york or people who can kind of dip into it and see it for what it is and then leave the city because i don't know i don't know anybody who could write because, um, you know, like Kendra and Ebb wrote New York, New York out in L.A. during 
uh, working on New York, New York, the movie. They wrote a version, then they rewrote it. And um, they weren't in New York writing it. And I feel like it's the same kind of thing. It's like you almost have to leave the city to have the perspective. Maybe, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like Bjork wrote a really great album when she moved to New York briefly. Yeah. Um, PJ Harvey PJ has Harvey, stories yes, from the course. city, songs from the sea. But then there are like true New Yorkers like um, Lou Reed, who yeah. has a whole album called New York. And, yeah. you know, Halloween Parade is one of my favorite songs about New York. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, Billy Joel, I mean, who is like the quintessential Long Island New Yorker. He, he is. And all of his songs are about New York. All of them are like. And then, of course, in, yeah. New York State of Mind is yeah. like, you know. Or great, scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yeah. That song to me yeah. is like. Like is is like the the village to me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. A bottle of white, a bottle of red, perhaps a bottle of rose instead. Get a table near the street in our old familiar place. You and I face to face. A bottle of red, a bottle of white. It all depends upon your appetite. I'll meet you anytime you want in our Italian restaurant. I mean, I, I love songs where it, it's less about New York, the city, and the idea, and more about a, 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 a tiny vibe. little yeah. moment yeah. in the city. Yeah, or that evokes a place. the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I think the Beastie Boys were great at that too. Like 14th Street is a great New York song. Yeah. Um, Debbie Harry and Moby have that really, it's an okay song, New York, New York. She's like, New York, New York. I love that song. the video for you the other day because if you watch the video one of the four dancers in the video is a young uh bridget everett yeah who to me is another uh epitomizes new york well and people like bridget and people like justin vivian bond and people like cola scola yeah. people like murray hill. murray hill um people like amber martin i mm -hmm. feel like um these are people that 
thrive here. Their best work is done here. And um, you have to come here to see them. Like a lot, like Bridget Everett isn't touring anymore the way that she did before her TV show happened. And she's like so new. She, she could only happen in New York. Yes, yes. And that's what I love about some of those artists. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Rufus Wainwright's yeah. uh, record, um, Want One. Yes. And then also um, Cigarettes and Chocolate Milk and Poses from yeah. Poses. Um, those songs to me are always about Gramercy and that and that weird that weird part of Fifth Ave like um, Fifth Avenue where it's kind of residential and yeah. it's so strange. Yeah, and the, those are just and it's about a vibe as much as it's about an actual story about the city. Totally, he writes I think in a, a sort of romantic version of New York yeah. you know, in a classic version sort of like almost a movie musical version in some way I mean they're also like a lot of pain in them but I always think of him as like he lives or lived he still lives like uh, like a sort of um, artist life that's a throwback because he comes from a family where there was money and he didn't ever have to really you know what I mean he could yeah. live sort of a posher existence or an existence of like yeah I do live in a loft and I do I do do whatever I want because money has not been yeah. the same yeah. struggle for him do you know what I mean well and, and, and that's and that's also the thing I mean I think you know Madonna is not writing this song I, I don't think you necessarily write sweet songs about New York when you're in the thick of things struggling here right. you write about it when you're kind of a, a, you know I always, I always see like it, it's easy to write about the city when you're sitting in a penthouse overlooking everything. It's very easy to be inspired. Sure, but when, when you're like, si yeah, when you're sidestepping dog crap and smelling the garbage on the street, you're like, oh, I gotta get to Whole Foods before they fucking close. And right. you know, I don't like shit on the street. But I like New York. <laughs> but I love New York. I wouldn't get to the lyrics because is it true that Madonna doesn't like cities? And then I think like, yeah, actually there are a lot of cities I don't like either. Um, and, you know, there's no city that's as good as New York. No. But I've, I've tried a lot of other cities to try and like quench my New York thing. But when I think about like a Paris or a London, I think. Oh, those are cities that I love too. Yeah, but they're different kinds of cities. Well, yeah, I mean, every, every city has its its plus and my, I mean, like I love Portland, Oregon, um, and I love Portland for the reasons it's so not like New York. Right, right. I'm not totally. trying to. Uh, then I want to go home. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I the, the, so I have two others that I love. I love, love, love. One is, and it. And it's my favorite, uh, it's my most New York movie moment, too, is on Broadway uh, oh my God, in yes. All That Jazz. Oh, my God. When I the, when I the audition <gasps> for the musical yes. that Joe is putting uh. on. And Leland Palmer and the daughter, Nicole Foss, they're up there sitting uh. there while they're doing that audition. That is the best first like 15 minutes of a and all of those different kinds of dancers some of whom wind up being in a chorus line a few years later it's like thrilling
it's so 70s. It's Such so dirty. Yeah. I feel like it's like yeah. a porn song. It's so delicious. <laughs> and then I love, on the whole flip side of that is, um, and Liza's uh, medley introduced me to this song, and it's a song by Harry Nielsen called, um, I Guess the Lord Must Be in New York City. And I just, I remember when I first heard it, when Liza sang it, I didn't hear the original. I was just like, this song is gorgeous, and it's all, it's like a, a kind of spiritual convening of like what what New York gives you spiritually and how it it taps into this feeling of like this is what we need to keep going. I'll say goodbye to all my sorrow and by tomorrow I'll be on my way. Yes, the Lord must be in New York City. I'm so tired of getting nowhere, seeing my prayers gone unanswered. I guess the Lord must be in New York City. It also makes me think of the theme from Arthur. Oh my God, the best that you can do. Christopher Cross. There's like eight songwriters on that song. I know it's crazy. Yeah. But it's true. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a great, that's a great new early 80s New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I also like, um, I like um, the theme from Working Girl that Carly Simon, Let the River Run. That's a very New York song. And I also love the songs from Tootsie. The Tootsie, um, um, uh, what's it called? Someday day it might be you oh, yeah. all of my life. Yes, yes, I think yes. that's that album that to me is always 40 seconds straight. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Those songs to me always Feel remind me of like Bryant Park. I want to live in Bryant Park and listen to that album. <laughs> oh. At a certain point you could live in Bryant Park, but now you can't. Now you can't. No. 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 Do you still does New York still make magic for you? Yes. How are you, where are how did it go? How did the eight, 16 year old who left Oberlin being like I have to go to New York? How is it how did it go? Um I think it's gone really well. I haven't left, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um I think New York like Central Park, I'm using that as my like Every time I go to Central Park, something surprises me. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't see that before. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that way about that. New York City as a whole. And, of course, even the five boroughs because I feel like there's always stuff, to, more stuff to discover. Yeah. yeah. Every corner, there's something new. But yesterday, I went down to the West Village to have brunch with a couple friends. And I was like, um, you know, walking on Christopher Street. And it was just a beautiful day. And there weren't that many people around and I was like, Oh, it just takes my breath away. I know. You know. It's such a beautiful city. And it's the same at night. Sometimes just looking out on the water or looking at the sky or walking yeah. home yeah. from something. I just have, I get a romantic, like I love being here. I love being in the city. I hate times square. <laughs> 
I, um, which it hates you too, Kenny. It Don't worry. Yeah. It, I always feel like I could get hurt in Times Square. Yeah. Like it feels very dangerous. Yesterday to me. there were a, a bunch of large uh, gorillas um, and a a inflated pterodactyl that you could pose being eaten. Like you could put your head in the pterodactyl's mouth, and they would charge you uh, twenty dollars for a photo in Times Square. Well, and people what? were lined up to get this photo with these dino- this pterodactyl. Who are these fucking? I idiots? was like these. Do it. Do you hate time? Because I loved going to Times Square when there were no people there in the pandemic. Oh, that was yeah, so sure. moving to me. And with all the light, everything yeah. was lit, and they were like, "No, yeah. no, no, we're turning on the lights, kids." Yeah, actually, when we lived in Hell's Kitchen, um, we lived on Forty Seventh Street, and we at some point we we took this Pilates class, and it was um, it was at six in the morning in like Rockefeller Center. So, so we, you had to go through, and it's like. Empty, magic, quiet, the best, so gorgeous. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I just think like all the idiots that, and I'm sorry <laughs> if if uh, you know what. It, yeah, when you come to New York, you should not go to Times Square. Times Square is like is not a place. You you don't need to see it. Yeah, but you know it's there, I have this perverse pleasure because I can get. I have a route that gets me through from like 59th Street to like 38th Street crossing through bridges and hotels and like secret alleyways along the I have a king uh, Edward Albee showed me a path once about this where he was like this is the way to get through t- to cut through Times Square without going through Times Square and he showed me this like route that, okay. that involved going through the lobbies of hotels and people just let you go it's fast. I did it yesterday. I cut through. It was fascinating. Here, that's another New York thing. Edward Albee told me this. Well, he did. He he showed it to me. How did this come about? We we were having a coffee. Um, why, why were you having a coffee? Because I had I had met Edward Albee. Yes. I met Edward Albee uh, when I was a graduate student, and I wrote him a note. And he knew uh, one of my professors from Otterbein, so I dropped her name. They were like cousins. Okay. So I I dropped her name when I wrote him, and he called my 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 voicemail like my my roommate Anthony Amsbury was like so this guy named Edward Albee left us a voicemail <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> so I raced back to our apartment because I it was a landline it was 1998 and uh and it was Edward Albee and he took me out to dinner he was coming to Ohio I went to a reading he did and he took me out to dinner here in Ohio in Ohio and uh and then when I got to New York, like we met up a bunch of times. I love that. Yeah. And yeah. he was so wonderful. Yeah. Such a cunt and so bitchy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also like, like a really thoughtful, sweet man. Yeah. Yeah. What do you feel about New York? I love that story though, by the way. Oh. And knew the city. He knew the friggin' city. Yeah, that was yeah. the best part. Like he was, and he had no, um, he had no romanticism about it. It's just where he lived. So it was like, and he and he said to me, I remember this, and I I say it now all the time. It's like you Midwestern guys always just you can't get over that you live here. It's so sweet. And I was like, you're right. We it never ends. What do I love? I, I still am loving it. I still love it here. I love going away, but whenever I land, I still I'm like, oh, thank God I'm home. Thank yeah. God. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I wish I wish it wasn't getting so. Um, uh, I wish the weirdness wasn't getting priced out, and yeah. and I wish people um, 
stopping on their phones all the time because they miss so yesterday I was walking through Times Square because I was I was seeing shows and stuff and um, so many people are just missing everything because they're on their phones they're missing all the stuff around that's everywhere it's I know I know but it's 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 very noticeable when you're like in in New York and you're just like you just yeah. miss each other yeah they're all in their little bubbles. I don't like that. Mm. That's probably it's all about pe. It's the people. It's never the city itself. Both of us. It's the people that are in it. <laughs> We're like, oh. yeah, yeah, right. Well, yeah. the people who aren't, you know, in, in appreciating the history and the, the, you know, the power of like, yeah, of of what what the city can offer you, you yeah. know, as opposed yeah. to like what you can take from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think like we talked about this, I think in the fall where I was like, oh, we went to, I went, or maybe in the spring, I went to this dinner party at this woman's house who's like yeah. 95 and she's this great writer of biographies for like famous people. And she had us over for this, for a dinner party. And uh, um, I was like, when a 95 year old New Yorker invites you over to dinner, you fucking go on the Upper East Side on Central Park West. Like you're going to fucking go to her yes, house. You're going to go and you're going to bring a recorder. Right. Because <laughs> everything is, is like history. It's New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're not going to get this anywhere else. And it was indeed all of that. You know, yeah. it was like just that. That's why I live in New York to get to go to dinner parties at people's houses and, you know, find out about their lives and to see great art and to see, you know, and to make art and to connect with people and to have delicious meals and to. And, and, co- and connect and connect with the same kind of uh, we all share. There, There's an energy about all of us that when you're a real New Yorker, um, you you share you you yeah. see it in each other you don't have to say it it's just there yeah and madonna i think has that yeah she's she, a new yorker she is, still has that new yorker vibe and for sure i mean you know i i've seen photos of her recently like on the streets of new york for obvious reasons and she, she looks so natural like yeah. leaning on leaning on a signpost being like hey yeah let's get some coffee let's talk about life <laughs> there's one other um uh new york song that we have to talk about that's a little outside the box and it's andrew wk oh because he is the he has a song called i love new york Unorthodox. <laughs> that Andrew WK. He's a hottie. That album was kind of like, I mean, I remember when that record came out and I'd be like, oh, you poor thing. You're so cute. Why are you? Why are you so angry? Andrew? Yeah. Why are you so angry? So sexy. So sexy. Uh, oh my God. Now he's dating Kat Denning. Yes. Um, and you said he, he was like completely disappeared. He's, he's scrubbed his, he's has no social media presence. Yeah. Um, but apparently I guess he appears on her social media sometimes, but he's more like he's the boyfriend, but I guess around 2021 he put out an album and yeah. sort of made a push, but 
I guess it, I don't know. I mean, he's he's kind of like a metal thrasher. Would yeah. that be the the? I guess so. Yeah, I always figured he was like the nephew of Henry Rollins. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Um, who also. For me, is a total New Yorker, he's a total, even though yeah. he's not. But he's like, I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll get on my knees in front of you, Henry Rollins. He, and he's a, he, do you know what he, I mean? Yeah. Well, and he's he's an aggressive. He's like, like what the fuck? But he's also like intelligent. Yeah. Like you know, we'll talk to you about philosophy and then also thrash. Oh know, yeah. Like crazy and and jump in the pit. I'm all for. I that. love that. It's the kind of man uh, I like. Um. So there were there Sheldon's were, like that. Is he like no? He's not like he doesn't thrash around in a pit. He could though at a certain when he was younger. One of his friends from high school, we we were on a vacation together, and Sheldon was doing something, and she was like, "He's a caged animal," and I was like, "He is." <laughs> Sheldon is wild. I went. Um, I dated very briefly a punk rocker he was oh, in a band yeah. and he was a straight edge punk Ugh. so we went to some straight edge shows and it was all about violence it was all about getting in the pit and like banging into each other and everyone was sober and it was the strangest wow. night of energy because you're in this it's it's just it's pure aggression without any anything clouding it uh -huh. and it's kind of shockingly oh, yeah. scary oh, because bet. it's like there's no it's like oh they're drunk or oh they're high or oh this or or the, or the music they're just like ramming into each other wow yeah it was it was tough wow. it was a tough night so there was a remix of this song that yeah. was released um, on one of the um, the singles, I think, the Get Together single. Yes. And it was uh, remixed by the Thin White Duke, which is another Stuart Price pseudonym. Yes. Madonna did this song on yes. all of the live, the promos. This was like a, a signature cachet song for this yes. record. Yes, yes. I mean, it's like one of the big songs. Yeah, and I do love, like I said before, I love that before she sang the song in London, she was like, hey, I just want to, you know, she has that great speech, right? This next song is called I Love New York. 
clear something up. I love London too. If I didn't, I don't think I'd live here. You see, I wrote a song about loving New York because that's the place I learned how to survive, okay? It's all about survival, right? But for me, New York is more a state of mind than a place. What is a New York state of mind? It's having something to say. It's never taking no for an answer. So I'd like to share my New York state of mind with you. Um, and it just cracks me up because there's no way around the fact that She's saying, you know, I love New York. Hi. It's a metaphor for every right. city that I she's mean, in. I'm just like, oh, Madonna. It's an just, idea. Just you know. She backpedals. She had the thrust and then she backpedals yeah. the sentiment. It, it's so funny. And she uses the same speech every time. Oh, it, when it just replaces the city. Yeah. So, the li- so when she did it live, though, in the promos, yeah. she didn't play guitar. And she just danced. Yeah. And I think it's so fucking fabulous. Yeah. Like yeah. she's so punk wild. She loves it. And yeah. I and and I think she's really proud of it too. Like yeah. it's such it it it's like it's like a funner version of candy perfume girl. Like it's got that same yeah. kind of like instinct as pa- candy it's without better. all the importance it's better. that they try and yeah. put onto it. Her Dancing in the Coco show, which is the one I've seen yeah. um, online, is um, rem- reminds me of when she did Rebel Rebel. Yeah, um, yeah. And she's just totally unfettered. She's just free. She's, she's free. So free. She's free. Um, like she is in New York. I think she yeah. feels the freest when she's here. She's really embodying yeah. it. So great. Yeah, and it, and it doesn't have that same kind of... Um, of spontaneity and an excitement when she does it on the tour. And we'll right. talk about the confessions tour. It's part of a, a larger kind of statement she's making. Yeah. But I mean, when she does it live, she takes her hand, pushes it into her crotch, really grabs her <laughs> pussy, <laughs> takes her finger out, sucks it. And then gives a finger to the audience. I know. It's really special. It's a moment in the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk all about that. No, that she does on the Coco yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that, I think it's better. I think, I feel like it was better without the guitar, though ultimately I appreciate the guitar version on, on the tour. Yeah. And I appreciate her playing. Oh really my God, good. yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and the breakdown at the end is really fabulous. Do you oh, think yeah. the song yeah. would have fit on Ray of Light? I was um, thinking about it because, you know, we, we, we started this conversation about talking about the guitar and it kind of kicking in. Like, do you think it would have fit? Obviously, it, it has a cheekiness that wouldn't have fit emotionally on Ray of Light. Yeah. But it feels to me like like a kinship to that record yeah. in this weird way. I, I definitely to Ray of Light the song and yeah. that, that sort of William Orbit guitar energy. I yeah. think is this is the closest we get to that. And I think in that way, it almost feels nostalgic too because it feels like a, a Madonna song that we haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I agree with you in that way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's and it's both nostalgic and it's forward thinking because yes. it, it's it's pushing her forward. Like New York always continues to do for all of us, like whether we want to or not, it whether we're ready or not, it kind of pushes us on and on and on. Get off of my street, yeah. <laughs> Get off of my street. That's such. That's it, Kenny. Get off of my street. Till next time. Bye.
That just reminds me of a story that <laughs> we may not put in because I can't remember this guy's name and somebody probably does know who he is, but I met this guy <laughs> who was a punk rocker. He was like 6'4", and I was living on East 10th Street with Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke living below me, yes, right? Yes. And um, I don't remember how we met, but he ended up coming over to my apartment so we could like have sex and spend the night together. And he brought with him all of this stuff like um he brought a sound machine because he needed sounds to go to sleep he had certain clothes he needed to wear it was this whole thing while he slept yeah like so like pajamas yeah and i just remember like i'm sorry this is crass but i just remember like being into him because he was he had like a gigantic dick and like he was actually a really nice guy too but i was more just like just give me the dick (laughs) um so anyway do you need the sound machine turned up just give me the dick whatever you need just put it in my mouth (laughs) whatever you need just put it in my mouth Um, (laughs) my god Oh, oh, let's start there. So anyway, I um I uh we had it we had a fun night together. He yeah. left and then he was like I'm doing a show in on St. Mark's tomorrow you should come. So I was Such like, a New York line. Hey, right. I'm doing a show at St. Mark's my tomorrow. Band, my band. Tomorrow right. night. Come you're on. not doing anything. You, you're on the list. Yeah. Come, come. Oh. So I was like, okay, I'll walk oh over. Gosh. I go to see this band. I'm like and they're like full on punk and I'm like, whoa. Like and I'm like I'm sort of like ultimately like preppy compared to you're a preppy kid. You know I mean? yeah. like, those are the clothes that you, look best on me. You had your <laughs> <laughs> have you had any of the other ones on? Have you tried any of the the punk stuff? Yes. Okay. You've had like rip- I just don't look right. <laughs> I just look like a kid who's trying to like dress like, like a, a punk, but actually like tailored clothes look good on me. I'm you sorry. You were his preppy boyfriend with the apartment on he 11th lo- Street. Yes, he, he loved 10th Street. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, he. I was like this cute Jewish guy he was dating. Yeah. And he's like this crazy like. Like a total crazy guy. Anyway, I went to the show. He's like, oh my God, so thanks, thanks so much for coming, whatever. And like, it sort of was like, I didn't want to like hook up with him again because he was so much work, you know? Yeah. So then like this... Is I feel, getting, this I is feel get like dark. he would have left things things like behind, and that you'd have to like bring him. After. He was very into me, and I think he probably would have, if he had known that I was going to sort of get a little colder, he would have left something to like stay connected to yeah, me. Yeah, what happened? But, well, this is going to get dark. Okay, we got to cut this. This is like six insane. months. This is a New York story, though, because yeah. like six months later, I'm reading the Village Voice. And oh there's dear! This oh no! Horrible story about him. He was like violently murdered. He was decapitated. In By like whom? some terrible crime outside, just outside of the city for something. I don't know why. Like they were robbing him? I don't or? know. It was like, it was a mystery. It was like a, a, like a, like a detective story. Like they were like reporting this thing about this punk rocker and he had been found, like his head had been found. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. I <laughs> love New York. I don't love you. Don't leave the city at all. I love New York. <laughs> um. Wow. That was that was some that, that was a tale. Thanks, Kenny Vinkle. <laughs> Jesus.